Welcome to the Morning Download Podcast, your go-to resource for personal finance, economics, and market insights. In just eight minutes a day, we provide valuable information to help you make better money decisions. These days, it seems like uncertainty is our constant companion. Whether we're talking about the stock market, cryptocurrencies, or the overall economy, challenges are always looming above our heads. But fear not, my friends, because I've got a little tip for you. Saving cash is key. Speaking of cryptocurrencies, here's a fun fact for you. September hasn't been the best month for Bitcoin in the past. In fact, it's been quite the opposite. For the past six Septembers, Bitcoin has experienced a decline in its value. On average, it has dropped by around 6% each time. So if you're a crypto enthusiast, it might be worth keeping an eye on Bitcoin this September. But remember, investing is never a surefire game. It's all about managing risks and making informed choices. So take this fun fact with a grain of salt and do your own research before making any big moves. Let's talk about the economy and some interesting news updates. So, it seems that U.S. consumer spending isn't exactly picking up strength. The Commerce Department recently released revised numbers, and it turns out that consumer spending fell lower than expected at just 0.8%. That's actually a decrease from the previously estimated figure of 1.7%. Ouch! To add to that, spending in the second quarter was pretty flat, growing at its slowest pace since the first quarter of the previous year. It's definitely not looking great for consumer spending at the moment. In fact, Moody's is even suggesting that it may fall even more. Yikes. So what's causing this decline? Well, it seems that consumers are tightening their belts when it comes to spending on services and non-durable goods. Rising interest rates and inflation are making Americans more cautious with their money. It's a tough situation. On a different note, there are some interesting global updates too. China is actually looking to take the lead in the microchip industry. That's quite a development considering how crucial microchips are in today's tech-driven world. Additionally, oil prices are on the rise. This obviously has an impact on various aspects of our lives, from transportation costs to everyday goods. And in Europe, German inflation dropped more than expected, but the good news is that European stocks are recovering. So here's some troubling news for investors. The CEO of TCW Group, Katie Koch, has a warning for everyone, be prepared for a recession. According to her, it's been quite a while since we experienced a real recession, around a decade and a half. And she's not alone in her prediction. Other experts, like the ones at JP Morgan, are saying that today's market conditions are similar to those in 2008, when we faced a major financial crisis. Now, this doesn't mean that a recession is happening right this moment, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Some experts are even expecting the market to drop by about 40%. But hold on. Most economists are saying that they don't expect the U.S. economy to slip into a recession this year. However, next year might be a different story. So, why all the concern? Well, there are a few factors at play. Slower consumer spending, the impending burden of student loan payments, the risk of a government shutdown, various strikes, and rising oil prices are all weighing heavily on the economy. And if that's not enough to worry about, let's throw in a potential debt crisis. Ray Dalio, the founder of Bridgewater Associates, is warning that growth could even hit rock bottom at 0%. All of this is not meant to scare you, but it's important to be aware of the potential challenges ahead and think about how to navigate them wisely. Maybe it's time to consider alternative investments like mortgage-backed securities, as Katie Koch suggests. Just something to keep in mind as we move forward. Crypto is constantly buzzing with activity, and today we have some interesting updates to share. 
First up, the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, seems to be taking its own sweet time to make a decision regarding the future of Bitcoin ETFs. The crypto community is eagerly awaiting their verdict, and the delay is starting to raise some eyebrows. Meanwhile, SEC Chair Gary Gensler is finding himself in hot water due to his strict approach towards crypto regulations. Some people are not happy with his stance, as they believe it could stifle innovation and hinder the growth of the industry. It will be interesting to see how this backlash plays out, and if any adjustments will be made to the regulatory framework. In other news, popular cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase is making some big moves. They have now entered what is considered to be the largest market in crypto, providing perpetual futures abroad. This expansion not only showcases Coinbase's confidence in the potential of the international market, but also opens up new opportunities for retail users outside the US. These users can now trade Bitcoin and Ethereum futures on Coinbase's Bermuda exchange. And let's not forget about Kraken, another prominent exchange. They have exciting plans to offer US listed stocks to their users. This move could attract a broader range of investors to the crypto space and further bridge the gap between traditional finance and the digital world. So, what does it mean when the Fed raises interest rates? Well, it basically means that the cost of borrowing money is going up, and we're actually expecting another hike in October, so interest rates are really high right now. Now, this rise in interest rates doesn't necessarily mean that everything becomes more expensive, but here in the US, it does have a big impact because we heavily rely on credit. When the Federal Reserve, also known as the Fed, raises interest rates, they're essentially making it more expensive for businesses and individuals to borrow money. They do this by increasing the federal funds rate, which is the rate that banks charge each other for overnight loans. When this rate goes up, it becomes more costly for banks to borrow from the Fed or from each other. And in turn, they may pass those higher costs on to us, the consumers, by raising interest rates on loans like mortgages, car loans, and credit cards. This can make it more expensive for us to borrow money and can even slow down economic growth. But why does the Fed do this? Well, there are a few reasons. One is to combat inflation, which is when prices start rising too quickly. By making borrowing more expensive, they can reduce the amount of money flowing through the economy and help keep prices in check. They may also raise rates to cool down an overheating economy. However, it's important to note that raising interest rates can also have some negative effects such as slowing down job growth and reducing consumer spending. So, what should you do when interest rates rise? Well, one thing you can do is try to avoid taking out loans because the interest rates will be higher. Instead, focus on reducing expenses, getting rid of things you don't really need, and finding other sources of income or cash. You might also consider negotiating with your lender and opting for loans with fixed rates. With rates constantly increasing, it could be beneficial to lock in a fixed rate in today's environment. Another option is to invest your money in a high-yield savings account. Some banks are offering interest rates above 7%, which is pretty high. Saving accounts can actually be more rewarding than stocks right now because the rate is higher than the existing inflation rate and the returns are guaranteed. Lastly, when interest rates are rising, it might be a good idea to choose cash-rich companies. These companies tend to have high cash reserves, which can benefit them in a rising rate environment. So remember to consider your options and be proactive when interest rates are on the rise. Let's talk about personal finance, shall we? I've got a quote of the day for you that might make you think a little differently about it. Financial peace isn't the acquisition of stuff. It's learning to live on less than you make so you can give money back and have money to invest, 
you can't win until you do this. That's from none other than Dave Ramsey. And you know what? He's absolutely right. Many people think that financial peace comes from having a bunch of material possessions or a fat bank account, but it's actually the opposite. Financial peace is all about finding contentment and learning to live within your means. It's about spending less than you earn, so you have money left over to give back and invest in your future. You see, it's not just about accumulating wealth, it's about using your resources wisely. Until you embrace this mindset, you won't truly be financially successful. So take Dave Ramsey's advice to heart and start living below your means. That's the path to financial freedom and true peace of mind. So remember, it's not about how much you can acquire, it's about how well you can manage what you have. Start living on less than you make, give money back, and watch your financial situation thrive. That's it for today's personal finance quote. Until next time, take care and be financially wise. In this episode, we discussed the historical decline of Bitcoin in September, the state of U.S. consumer spending and global news, the prediction of a recession and cautionary advice to investors, the SEC's delay on Bitcoin ETFs and trading options offered by Coinbase and Kraken, the impact of rising interest rates, and the importance of living below your means and giving back for financial peace and wealth building. Thanks for tuning in to The Morning Download, your go-to podcast for personal finance, economics, and market insights in just eight minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe for more helpful content and sign up for our free newsletter at morningdownload.com slash subscribe.